What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. This is episode 13 of the Cinemania World Show, where we dive into a bunch of the uh, movie and television news that we have from the week. Today is a nice, bright Wednesday here in Boston. I am joined by special guest, um, Brett Murphy from Bam Movie, Movie Reviews. Brett, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. No Alex this week, guys. Alex is Alex left us. He's he's on the better things. I didn't he didn't actually leave us, like leave the page. He's just on on a vacation. Um we send our highs and our goodbyes to Alex on his nice vacation in Florida. Um but Brett's here with me on the world show. Um, Brett, glad to have you. Last week we were trying to, we tried to get in, um, we didn't have time to get in the, uh, the Big Brother recap of the week. What were, what were your, before we get into the big movie news, um, that we had this week, what were your thoughts on Big Brother last week? I didn't think it was anything too exciting. It kind of went exactly how I expected. It just, uh, with Casey winning the hacker competition, I thought there was no way that, like, Fessel and... Haley and then we're going to get their way. I knew right away that Rockstar was going to be going home, so it was nothing special in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. It was just, um, it's just, uh, like, the whole thing with the hacker and all that stuff. And I, the only thing I didn't like about it was that I just, I just, like, I completely did not like the way, um, like, you know, this house, like, uh, that side of the house can just never catch a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I just. Because I root for this, you know. Now. There's only really two of them that, like, right. it's just Haley and Fessel that can trust each other fully. And other than right. That, like, now, it's just a com- it's, it's literally a complete mess in that house, you know what I mean? So, Definitely. yeah, I mean, it was it was a okay week in the Big Brother house. This uh, Tonight is the veto competition, 8 o'clock my time. I'm sure it's, like, 9 o'clock your time, correct? And, yeah. Um. So, that's going to go down tonight. We're going to try to have our show back on uh, Friday night or Saturday, whenever whenever we can get it in this week. But we will definitely try to have that on this week um, for you guys. Especially all the you know, we begin a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of listeners on the big on the Big Brother stuff on YouTube. So that's been pretty cool um, and stuff. So we'll get right into the uh, movie news of the week. The big news coming out of this week for our first part of the of the key topic section is that Kelly Marie Tran finally responded to the harassment that caused her to delete her Twitter and her social media a few months ago. she was an, It was a New York Times article, big article, um, where she talked about how she won't be mar- like marginalized by online har- harassment and how she like, and how she won't let this, um, let, you know, the haters really, really phase her a lot and stuff like that. And how she's just, she, it was just a long, a long, um, like article of how uh, you know of her response of how her whole life because of because of because of her ethnicity how she's been bullied and she's been put into put into uh, categories and stuff like that and I I thought it was a really good read if you haven't listened to this article I definitely recommend it you guys because um like I said when this whole thing happened it's just it's very it's very horrible what happened you know, just because fans didn't, who didn't like The Last Jedi kind of, like, went on social media and completely, bite, you know, degraded her and stuff like that, which is not okay. And you know what I mean? So, what were your thoughts on the, uh, the if you read the article or what are your thoughts on this whole situation as a whole? Yeah, I read the article when it was first dropped there, and I just reread it shortly before the show. And, uh, no, I, I totally 
agree with her. Um, I thought the article was very well said. It was brilliant, honestly, and it's true. With not especially in Hollywood, but in general, just today's world, it's pathetic. I think at this point in time that this is still the world we live in. Racism is alive and well. I think it's just complete bullshit in my mind. But I was uh, very happy reading this article, article almost because you know it was just it was her finally speaking out. Right, she quit like all social media and she went just completely dark and didn't say anything to anyone for a really long time. But I'm I'm super happy for her that she was able to come out and speak out against the haters. And you know she she's happy with herself again and she's going to continue to work and. And I think my favorite part, honestly, the entire article was literally, like, the last line, the mic drop, where she said, like, her real name is Lone. And I just, I honestly enjoyed reading the whole thing, and I wish we had more people like her. Personally, I, I didn't mind her at all in The Last Jedi. I think it's ridiculous that the Star Wars fan base has turned that vile, that they've gone to, to racist remarks, and right. this, this woman feel this way about herself. I think that's absolutely pathetic. I and agree. The people who've done that, they're, they're the bottom of the barrel in my mind. They're just absolute scum and trash. It just it sickens me, honestly. It really does. It, it, it does mean, it like, it sickens me as well. It's because, like... I never knew because you can dislike a movie so much that you feel the need to have to go harass a person who has nothing to do with how the movie is or not and stuff like that. And she's just playing a role. You know, when she's when like she was the huge biggest fan, you know, coming into this movie and signing on to it with work, she was like so thrilled to work with all these new actors and all of the older act actors from the Star Wars universe and stuff. And it's just it's amazing how like how I'm 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 just glad to hear back from her because it was it was it honestly kind of worried me when this happened that she was gonna drop out of um Star Wars Episode Nine but she didn't she's gonna be she's gonna be in it you know and she, and she's still gonna do this but I I do think so getting rid of the social media was the best thing to do as far as your sanity or her sanity yeah. and her mind and stuff like that because like that's the thing we got to deal with nowadays and it's sad that we have to like you know i can dislike a movie and then just leave it alone you know i'll talk my shit for a few weeks and stuff like that it's about how the movie sucked but i will never like go and feel the need to go on twitter be like at so and so and so and so is the worst actor of this you know or whatever or you know what i mean yeah i just there's no need to that if we're especially for adults there's just no need. You can dislike a movie, dislike a character in a movie, but once it turns into a hate speech about like racism yeah, and, and this it, and that, make it personal, it's right? Just, that's too far. When you're and, talking to a person as a person, I get it. Sometimes you know the part, like you said, isn't great. It's not well written. There was a bad performance, whatever. But don't go attacking them personally and especially about their race ethnicity so on and so forth exactly especially like and it's crazy how this has been happening the past like you know few months like ruby rose oh, just deleted yeah. her twitter too so i'm yeah. just like the fuck is going on with these people and it's just like yeah. you know it's it, it, it's insane because like kelly marie tran is a beautiful woman she's a great she's great at what she does she knows what she's doing you know, I'm really, I'm just really happy for her for taking a stand. Ruby Rose also took a stand. She's still gonna come as Batwoman. Kelly Marie Tran is still gonna be um Rose in Star Wars Nine. So it's just like it's a crazy world that we live in, and I wish it wasn't like this. But unfortunately, this is how it is, and it's horrible. But I'm yeah. rooting for her. I'm rooting for Ruby Rose. I'm rooting for all of these performers and you know, and artists who are getting bullied by these people because it's just not okay. And every yeah. everything that and all 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 over my social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, 
I have a caption in my bio that literally says spread love and not hate because like everyone is doing this for your entertainment and stuff like that. Whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's like, you know, like art, whether it's like podcasting, whether it's movies and stuff. Everyone is doing this for your entertainment. You know what I mean? So the fact that it has to go into something like this, it's just not okay. So it's just... And yeah, I was like, I think the best part about it is that she even says in there that, like, you know, she started to believe. Like, that's not the thing that hurt the most wasn't the words, it's that she started to believe them. And it took her to, like, the darkest part of her mind in which she was, like, blaming herself for everything. Like, it was her skin tone, it was her body. And I love how she managed to turn that around and use it as a form of empowerment. Like, now she said, like, you know, I'm going to raise my kids this way. I'm going to do whatever I can to change the world. I'm going to continue working. I'm happy with my body. I'm happy with who I am. And then, like I said, where she used her, her uh, real name at the end there, uh, I was very happy to see that she managed to turn this around and make it a positive. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, um, if, if, if it would have happened any, any way different where she just exits out of everything and then just goes dark um that would have been like a whole different story and it's just like but it's just you know it's gonna make whoever criticized this and made her delete social media make them get mad even more and i'm happy for that because like she's not conforming to what these people want and she's gonna do what she what she's passionate about and what she wants to do and that's why i was like really happy to see this when this uh, article leaked i was really happy to see it and i was really happy that she um that she's taking a stand and she's talking about this of course it takes time to talk about things like this before you know before like um no it it takes time to like you know kind of like get over this and stuff like that before you come out and talk about it so i'm glad she yeah. took her time and she made a statement and i'm and i'm really happy for that you know what i mean so yeah, yeah so we'll move on to the um we'll move on to the next bit of news on the key topics and that is uh this actually this was like yesterday i believe uh danny boyle is going to be exiting bond 25 after creative issues um i'm sure alex is not happy i'm sure alex is not happy to be missing this because he's a huge fan of the bonds franchise but yeah danny boyle is leaving now they kind of have to scramble for a new director for the bond 25 movie as far as we know daniel craig is still is still going to be um daniel craig is still going to be like involved in the project so um yeah that's pretty cool what are your thoughts on this uh, I was honestly heartbroken. Uh, yeah, I, I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted to see Daniel Craig back. He is my favorite Bond. I never really watched the Bond franchise until his movies, anyway. So he is my favorite Bond. So I was supremely happy to see him come back. And then when Danny Boyle signed on, I just had no worries in my mind whatsoever about this movie. He's a fantastic director, and I was super excited. But sadly, that's another reality we live in with Hollywood nowadays is that, you know, the studio interference is beyond. They want everything a certain way, and if you're not going to conform to that, then you're getting kicked, right? So I guess he wanted to make his own movie, and they wanted to make their own movie. Yeah. So it's sad that it happens. Uh, actually, believe it or not, I just before I did this, I finished filming my own little project on, uh, you know, things involving that, you know, who I think should take over and stuff. So oh, wow. that'll be out eventually. But, uh, you know, there's a huge list of directors that definitely – could take the reins for this and it still could be a fantastic movie but right now i am truly nervous right about the state of this movie yeah the director can make or break a project right exactly like i was telling alex i was like dude this movie is gonna come out to be a mess because because it's just like it's it's crazy this is kind of similar to like 
how kind of you like you know remember you remember how like Edgar Wright was for Ant Man that he kind of abruptly yes. left because he wanted to That's make what a movie right he wanted to make his movie and they wanted to make it make it their movie and they had an idea of what they wanted and stuff like that and I still to this day like Joss Whedon said that the Ant the Edgar Wright's Ant Man script was like one of the best scripts he's ever read and stuff yep. so I till this day I would love to read that script and see what kind of Ant Man movie here. we would have gotten. So it's kind yeah. of interesting because I I guess they were already like working on a script for this movie too, and it's just like yeah, I don't know, like I don't know what's gonna happen now because like this is kind of huge, and it's not yeah. it's not like the same as like losing a producer or like losing like a writer, like you you're losing a straight up director, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, spearhead of the project there, and it's similar to remind me of uh, the whole Edgar Wright situation, which I remember even though Ant Man came out fine. I was super pissed because I'm a major Edgar Wright fan, but then also similarly just recently with Solo, a Star Wars story, and we know how that turned out. Yeah. Like one of the biggest, if not most, like, disappointing box office numbers of the year. They switched directors to Ron Howard, and people just were up in arms about that, and it just kind of fell apart from there. Yeah, I agree. So it's just, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, I um, I guess we'll have to see what happens and see what the what the kind of plan was is for the like for this kind of installment of who to take the helm. You have any ideas of who to, um who who would you like to see take it? Uh, I had a list, and that's pretty much what I covered in the video I just did there. But I will run down the whole thing. But I think the biggest fan favorite that everyone wants to see is Christopher Nolan. That's like the top comment on. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and I would love he He's my number one choice, but the thing is, he's one of the most sought-after directors working right now. He's a huge, huge director, and he's even expressed working on a Bond film, but he's so damn busy that I doubt he's going to find the time. Yeah, because uh, I remember he was saying that he's working on a bunch of his own stuff, projects and stuff like that. Exactly. So, so. and the same thing with uh, the second most common one that I've been seeing a lot of is Denise Villeneuve, you know, just from Sicario and Arrival, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But uh, same thing with him. There's no way he's going to be doing it because he's working on that two-parter uh, Dune film, the Dune remake. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. going to take up his next few years at least. So unless they're willing to start production on this in like 2021 or later, then he, you know there's no way he's going to be directing it either. So both busy men, but you know both would make a spectacular Bond film. So. Yeah. Like I was reading a lot of people saying that um. Like for a one-off Bond film that we that we do right now, I was reading a lot of people say that they would they wouldn't mind Ryan Coogler than like Idris Elba with Ryan Coogler, yeah. and I I could see that. Or a lot of a lot of people were suggesting suggesting that they just scrap this movie and just completely reboot uh, again with Bond, a yeah. with a new actor and stuff like that. Um, I I don't know. Like I I for one don't really think Daniel Craig needs another Bond film. Um, I could deal without him coming back for another one. Like if yeah. they complete, if they did that route and kind of did the whole new Bond movie and stuff like that, I would be fine with that. But um, yeah, yeah it's just this kind of form of events is kind of crazy. And then when it comes to like creative differences and issues, when someone has to leave for that, it, it usually means it's just like it's a big blowout and it's a big, it's a big like, you know, it's a big like you know reaction to something like this, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could always go with that idea of scrapping it and redoing all of it. I would love to see Idris Elba, but I think the interview earlier today, he was saying that there's no way he is, at least not in the current script of the movie. 
I, I kind of disagree with the Daniel Craig thing on, with you on that. Not mm-hmm. disagree necessarily, but I feel like he does deserve another shot because I feel like almost everybody's Spectre was super disappointing, so I'd love to see him have kind of his grand finale with the role. Right, But right. other than that, right, I wouldn't be opposed if they would scrap it and start fresh with someone new either. Yeah, I, I think Alex was saying the same thing, that he would, you know, he wants Craig to finish out with a badass movie instead of finishing out with like a kind of a mech movie with Spectre, you know? So I can kind of see that too. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes out guys. So, um, yeah, onto the next big news, uh, key topic, crazy rich Asians sequel is in the work already. Jesus. Um, sequel, like literally like the movie came out last week (laughs) on Friday. I mean on Wednesday actually. And it's already, it's, it's, it, it kind of, it kind of, it's kind of, it's probably the sleeper hit of the summer in a way yeah, sure. of that, like, it came out of nowhere. When I initially saw the trailers for this, I was like, oh, okay, just another romantic comedy, blah, 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 Yeah, I didn't like, care at all based on the trailer. Yeah, me neither. And then I'm hearing all this buzz by, like, by, like, last Monday. I'm hearing all this buzz for this movie about how they have this and that, and then they have about how they have um, this person coming on and that person coming on and how people were just talking about it and stuff like that. And then they were saying how the, you know, the critic scores was good. The fans really liked it. And I'm like, damn, I got to go see this, huh? And then by like Monday, no, by like Sunday when they announced the box office, it beat the Meg. And I was like, what? And then like, yeah, so like it beat the Meg in the box office. We'll, We'll get into the box office next, but it's just... It's 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 incredible. It's incredible where representation of a market really does. Like this is kind of similar to Black Panther when I don't think Marvel was expecting Black Panther to go even over a hundred million. I don't think I don't so I don't think they expected that movie to go damn near two hundred million opening weekend, and that's just the result of representation and representation has been lacking in Hollywood. So in the all black cast of a superhero movie, and no, I'm not going on record and saying Black Panther was the first superhero movie ever. I mean, black superhero movie ever. It's not, but in the in the format of how it's presented and stuff like that and how it's an all black cast it's on the scales of an MCU movie it's by Disney you know what i mean so that was why it was such a phenomenal event and it's kind of the same thing with this movie you know with crazy rich asians cuz you know there's not really a huge a huge like representation when it comes to the film is for um for asian people and like it's kind of similar to like the the Mulan movie is gonna have a majority of Asian of an Asian cast. That's why I'm excited for that movie for Disney. So yeah, what are your thoughts on the um, Crazy Rich Asian sequel in the works at Warner Brothers? Uh, well, oddly enough, I don't really have too much of a, a thought on it. I am actually, I believe, going to see that movie tonight just because all the buzz it has me going. Like, all right, I guess I better see it before it's gone. So, but uh, I think it's it's really cool, and I totally agree with the representation. That was the first thing I thought of as well. Was that Black Panther? Like, no one expected it to be like you know, it's an all African American cast. There's no way that'll be successful. And now it's like the third highest grossing domestic movie of all time. And it just, yeah, it just beat out the Titanic, actually. And then Crazy Rich Asians, same thing. No one really thought that this was going to work. So I feel like those, well, I feel like these are two very important movies because studios can now look at these actors and actresses and say, like, hey, yeah, you guys can lead a movie. You guys can do your own movie. It will make money. It will be popular. So I feel like 
these movies are extremely important in Hollywood to show the change, right? The change that Kelly Marie Tran was talking about, right? The change that, you know, it doesn't matter what skin tone you have, what your ethnicity is, your religion, or anything, you know, as long as you give it a chance, essentially, right? So I feel like they're very important movies. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie tonight, and I think, uh, you know, like you said, Sleep Ahead of the Summer for sure. It's so cool that it came out with big numbers at the box office as well as it's now getting a sequel almost like immediately after its release. So I think that's all really awesome. Yeah, I agree. I still... I still haven't seen it, and I still really want to see it because of all of the all of the necess- like necessarily like the buzz behind it is just huge. Uh, the entire like film universe is like talking about it and stuff, and I wasn't expect because this is like two weeks ago was my first time hearing about the movie as a whole. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. And then like the movie came out, and then I'm like, oh okay, so everyone's talking about it. Okay, I'll still wait for it, and maybe like a Blu-ray or something. But no, it fi- it came out. It, it it blew away the box office expect expectations. It's already getting a sequel. It's just it's just, it's great. You know what I mean. Yeah, so I'm no, really. I think good for them. Honestly, good for them. Yeah. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it and stuff like that. You know. So yeah, I think it's amazing. I think it's good that it's getting a sequel, and I'm excited for it. So speaking of sequels and money and box office, we'll move right on to the box office for the week. Uh, let's check it out right now. And of course, opening weekend. Crazy Rich Asians number one, twenty six million. The budget budget's only 30, 30 million. So by the uh, by the time it's out, it's done with this release, it'll probably double its it'll probably double its um budget and stuff, which is amazing. And it's 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 a pretty good pretty good like year so far for Warner Brothers. And by the time like the Nun comes out and then Aquaman, it's gonna be a pretty good year for them. Yeah, a solid outing I think this time around. Exactly. Yeah. So at number two we had uh the Meg. Of course, was was uh, brought in twenty one million for its second weekend last weekend. It did pretty good with its with the forty uh, million weekend. Number three, we had Mile Twenty Two. Did you see that? I just saw it last night. <laughs> did you like it? What were your thoughts? I haven't seen it yet. I don't really want to. What I were your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I, I didn't like it. I wasn't impressed. And the thing is, that sucks. Is that this was like low key one of my most anticipated movies of the summer. I loved the other three movies that Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg did together. Agreed. So I was super excited as well as I, I love Eco Uwe from The Raid and The Raid 2. The Raid 2 being one of my favorite action movies of all time. Yeah. So I was super, super excited for this. But honestly, the main part that absolutely butchers this movie is the jump cuts. The action scenes are like. I heard that too. Taken 2 and 3. Like. They go through so many camera angles, you literally cannot tell what's going on, and that completely killed it because you can't enjoy anything out of this. Dude, I heard that. I heard that that movie. I heard that that movie, like, um, the action scenes were so bad, and I guess it kind because Peter Berg is not really centered around action sequences. Yeah. It's more like set pieces and stuff like that, not sequences. Yeah. So I was curious when this movie came out to see what would happen as far as that situation and i guess not good i'm really disappointed in that movie because i didn't want to see it and then hearing all the buzz coming around not i mean not so buzz coming out of it i was just so disappointed because i'm a huge fan of his movies with mark Wahlberg, and i was so disappointed to see that it was just another standard action kind of movie and I'm just, I was like, oh man, like Alex saw it, he didn't like it. You're saying you didn't like it. I'm not probably, I'm probably not gonna see it until like Redbox. I just, yeah, I you know, <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, I heard so much things 
about it. I'm just like, yeah, I just and I, and I honestly, my interest level was not there. I just, you know, yeah. those move, those kind of action movies when they kind of just throw in a popular name like Ronda Rousey to get some box office, like it makes me really mad. So I try to stay yeah. away from movies like that. Um, it's just, it's just, it's it's very, it's a cheap way to get some cash. You know, and Ronda Rousey, bless her heart. She's I watch wrestling. She's great on 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 w, in WWE and stuff like that. She's a great fighter, but she's not an actress. She's not. She's not. No. So it's like when they put people like that in the movies, or when they made when they made like Rampage Jackson, like you know when they put him in that eighteen movie. Remember that? Like stuff yeah, like that, that makes me. Yeah, that. just because he's a popular, or how when they put Rihanna in Battlefield, this stuff like that just makes just like kind of turns me off with movies. Yeah. So and, and when I see that you put somebody like Chris Brown in your movie or something like that, I'm just like I know what I'm getting myself into, you know, and I'm just not here for it. So I'm just exactly. I was disappointed in that movie. I guess the big news in the box office is um, Crazy Rich Asians once again just taking out the Meg. Taking some money away from Mile 22, taking taking some money away from Mission Impossible Fallout, which made 10 million, and then Alpha, um, that kind of disappointed a lot of, of the expectations because that's a fifty dollar, that's a fifty million dollar movie, yeah. and um, it only brought in 10 million. Yeah, it's so, a big flop for us. Yeah, big, I've been hearing positive things about it, but I'm not too interested in it myself. But same, yeah. Most people. Yeah, most people seem to be saying that the trailers didn't do it justice at all because I saw the trailers and I was like, that looks like trash. But apparently it's pretty good, so maybe I will at some point. But yeah. right now it's not the top of my priority list. Same here. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. So, yeah, that's the box office this week, guys. That's the big topic of the uh, box office today that we have. So next we're going to move into the, some fast track news. Oh, yeah, um, part of the box office. Kevin Spacey's movie Billion uh, Billionaire oh, Boys <laughs> made $126. God damn. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think that's absolutely hilarious. That's poetic justice right there. Yeah, that poor man. Does he I ever mean, deserve it? That poor man is just getting demolished. <laughs> like, it's just, it's insane. His cur- yeah. It's it's so, and then uh, this later on this year, House of Cards is doing its last season. And I'm happy that, that, that they kept going because you hate, you hate, I would hate to see a bunch of people lose their job. Because of one because man's, of him. yeah, one man's mistake of one per like Roseanne, they're doing a yeah. spinoff movie, a spinoff show this fall as well. So I'm glad they all kept their jobs, but it's just like stupid mistakes by people, you know what I mean? It's just like so I'm glad that House of Cards is doing one more season with Robin Wright as the lead, you know. So that gets me excited, but it's just like yeah, yeah. he kind of deserves this, but um yeah. So, we'll get into the Fast Track News. Fast Track News, guys, you know how it is by now. Episode 13, get with it. Um, Fast Track News is pretty much going to go down a bunch of bunch of other things that's going on in the movie and movie world. And um, we'll say which which of these stand out to us. I will get your thoughts on some of these, um, Brett. So, we'll get it going right now. Fast Track News. Uh, Disney is officially not rehiring James Gunn for Guardians 3. Um, the Nun is on track to break some records in the box office come, sep- come September 7th. Fantastic Four. This is kind of interesting. Fantastic Four was supposed to be in Deadpool 2. Um, the Slice trailer dropped today. I think it was today or yesterday with Chance the Rapper and some couple other people. Uh, and then this is actually brand new. Hans Zimmer will score uh, Wonder Woman 84. That's pretty cool. So, um, Brett, any of these stand out to you? 
the biggest one to me is Hans Zimmer directing Wonder Woman 84. I knew Hans you would Zimmer say is, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, plainly and simply, the guy is my like favorite composer of all time. I shit you not when I say this. When I study for my exams and stuff for university, I sit down in my room and I put on Spotify and all I listen to is just straight Hans Zimmer scores. And Dude. it just keeps me so focused and that's literally all I do for hours on end is just listen to Hans Zimmer and study and it just keeps me relaxed it keeps me focused and i love the guy he said he wasn't doing any more superhero movies and i'm beyond excited to see him back so yeah (laughs) you know what's crazy too that's kind of crazy your story about spotify it's when i'm writing so i'm writing like a story and i i go on spotify and i play hans zimmer's scores and then when i'm writing when i was writing my horror story i was going i was on spotify listening to the stranger things score and stuff like that, and the soundtrack. So that's kind of yeah. interesting how like how stuff like that works. You know, when I'm at yeah. work in the morning, I put on some movie scores, or or, or some soundtracks. A lot of movies have really really good soundtracks. Like, uh, like Stranger Things is a really good soundtrack. Cloak and Dagger is a really good sound soundtrack. So yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, anything else besides the Hans Zimmer? Uh, and the only other thing I can think of, I found the Deadpool 1, two, like Deadpool 2, interesting, but I don't think there's much to touch on there. The movie's out, it's over now, it's not going to happen. And then you have the <laughs> Disney and Fox merger, so let's properly, you know, you'll get a proper Fantastic Four movie. Right, the right. Nun, it'll do successful anyway, because most people will just go see a horror movie because it's a horror movie. Like, even shit like Slenderman is making money, so. Oof. Uh, Slenderman actually kind of bombed in a way, which is thank God because movie was trash. Yeah. But um, well, even the first weekend though, right? It made eleven million on a ten million budget, so automatically they're getting a yeah. million dollars back in yeah. my mind. But uh, I'd love to see it do good. I want the movie to be good, so uh, you know, I think that would be awesome. I like the first Conjuring, the second, and Annabelle Creation. Not so much the first Annabelle, but you know, I'd love to see this movie do good. And then, of course, you have the Disney officially not rehiring James Gunn, which we touched on a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, about last week, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, but I, uh, I mean, I'm disappointed. But then again, in that time frame between when we talked about it last and now, there were also pictures released that James Gunn took place in like a pedophile-themed party. Yeah. So I think oh that's really messed up. And, Dude. and after <laughs> seeing that, I'm kind of like, yeah. I know he's a changed man, but I think that's a little too damaging for them to rehire him. It is, and it's it, everyone is like comparing that to like, oh, what about Robert Downey Jr.? What about this guy and that guy and this guy? Yeah, I'm like, exactly. listen, Robert Downey. Everyone has a past as far as like a DUI and stuff. And that doesn't listen when you get into stuff that involves like child mo- like children yeah. like child porn or molestion or rape or anything like that he was making the jokes that he were making as far as kids it wasn't jokes like oh my god my my little brother should be drunk right now it'd be hilarious no yeah. it was like this person should get this person that by this person you know it was fucked up so yeah so, I, I, mean, I the tweets were bad right in my mind, but forgivable but this whole party thing where he was dressing up like like a pedophilic priest with these girls dressed up in like little schoolgirl outfits that's way too yeah, far in my that's mind. Just, you know, you're yeah. taking it past your jokes. You're making it almost a scary reality. So I think that was definitely too far for Disney, which is you know a, a child-themed industry. So yeah, right. they definitely couldn't put him back on that movie. I definitely, and they'll get heat for it. But listen, Disney, Disney will, will still make all their money. But they'll get a lot. Yeah. I, I I applaud them about how the way they're doing this. 
and they're not doing yeah. it in any like kind of like controversial matter. They had a meeting with him. They didn't like you know they're not doing anything crazy. But like like I said like I said like I've said numerous amount of times it's a lose lose because. If they hire him, they'll get heat for hiring a pedophile in a way. If they don't hire him, they're gonna get a heat because fans think that he's he's deserved a second chance. But so it's just, it's a lose lose for them. I think unfortunately they did take the right route and they're just trying to move on from this and stuff like that. So yeah, um, Fantastic Four. I I kind of think that's interesting to me because like it's 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 crazy how that 2015 monstrosity was supposed to like like lead off so many things you know it was supposed to be a sequel that came out last year it was supposed to be in deadpool 2 and it's just it's amazing how that movie was supposed to be so much more than what it was you know um but it was it was a huge failure failure um from um from uh what studio is it um from fox it was one of the lowest like box offices for an a superhero movie like ever you know and it's just, yeah, it kind of, it's kind of earned, it kind of earned not being made again. Movie was awful. Uh, we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, and then The Nun. I'm excited about The Nun being on track to break records because I'm a horror fan. We had the uh, Meg Embers and I had a had a good conversation last night about the uh, the Nun on the show. You can guys, you guys can check that out. And that was pretty cool to talk about The Nun. And I'm excited for the movie. Got me more excited for the movie. So I can't wait. I'm excited for it and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. All right. So we'll move on to our television news, where same thing is the same thing, pretty much as the fast track news, but this this time is for television. Um, name off a few things, and we'll say what piques our interest. Veronica Mars is revivals in the works at Hulu, and Kristen. Um, God, I'm blanking on her name. Bell. Kristen Bell will re- will revive the role. The uh, Jason uh, Jason Bourne TV show is in the works at USA. Mr. Robot may end after season four. Glow was renewed by season on, for season three at Netflix. And the big one is the Big Bang Theory will end twenty nineteen. Uh, um um Brett, what you got? Uh, well, the biggest one there is obviously the last one you dropped there. Big Bang Theory is gonna end. Um, for me personally, well, that was the biggest news that just dropped only a couple of hours before we did the show, but uh. Yeah, for me, honestly, I was a, a big fan of the show in its kind of middle seasons, like beginning to middle, but I, I quit watching it for the last few years. I just, I don't find it funny anymore. I know a lot of people are diehard fans of it, so, you know, don't come at me with your pitchforks and stuff, but, <laughs> you know, it, the last few years, it really lost me. I just, I don't find it funny anymore, plain and simply, so I don't yeah. really care a whole lot that it's ending. Uh, I feel like at this point, it's overstated as welcome anyway. I know a lot of people love it, so I am so to you guys but you know i think it's it's about time yeah it's like you know our favorite shows have to end sometimes like a couple weeks ago i i announced that homeland is going to be ending and that's one of my favorite shows game of thrones is going to be ending and it's like unless you want to turn into the walking dead where you're just on for every season and it's just kind of and you're kind of beating up a dead horse um, then I, I, I honestly applaud when, when, when television shows do this, because instead of, instead of prolonging whatever story you're trying to achieve and making this, making the show like less of what it is, then I would just much rather, I'd much rather that, you know? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would, unless, and instead of doing, prolonging the story and all that stuff, I would rather you end it where you know where you're done. This is all we got. 
You know, shows yeah. like Pretty Little Liars and this show and that show just keep going and Supernatural and just go and go and go and go and go until like, you know, even Family Guy. Just like, stop. You know, it's done yeah. now. We had our fun. Like, it's done, you yeah, know? Definitely. I yeah, think I feel like, like when a show is conceived, it should have like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Look at things like Breaking Bad. Look at, like you said, Game of Thrones. Like, there's so many shows that, like, I've heard a lot of creators say that they like to end their show on a certain note, right? Obviously, like I said, the story should have a beginning, middle, and an end. It just takes however many seasons to tell that story. But a lot of the creators, they prefer to end the show on their own terms rather than them losing the ratings and being canceled. So I definitely feel like that's always an issue too. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that they're gonna they're they're saying themselves in my mind where this is you know it's not being canceled. It's just ending in my mind. That's the creators going okay. You know, we've been here, I think it's going on its 12th season, Oof. so they're saying, you're right, we're going to wrap it up on yeah. our own terms, give our own, like, all the characters their own satisfying ending, and that's it. No cancellation, no worries, no no cliffhangers or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. It's own satisfying ending. Exactly. Like, I think, I think for TV shows, the cutoff is, like, depending on what it is, I think a good season 7... To, I think a good seven to ten seasons, and then you wrap it up. If you get to like yeah. season thirteen, is no, 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 no. You're gonna have to let's reel it in, like let's, you know, because like everything just gets like so ridiculous. And it's like you know what show yeah. is still going? That's been going since the '90s, and I walked into my grandmother watching it still. Fucking General Hospital. I'm like, what oh else do they have to talk about? I'm like, gee, it's been like 29 seasons, like fuck yeah. like i'm just like move on you know like yeah, this so is many tv soaps are ridiculous like, how long they've been running like walking dead is like a little literally like two more seasons before it's like all right guys what are we doing yeah. like the last season was the lowest rated yeah ever for the show or ever since like the first or second season so you can definitely tell it's starting to get like right. a lot of fatigue it's just yeah it's the same thing over and over nothing new nothing original and my biggest problem with that show is that honestly they don't have any balls they're not yeah. willing to kill off any major characters ever. And I, like, I never feel like they're in jeopardy because I'm, I, I know that the studio is not going to kill them off, especially if it's not like a finale episode or anything. Yeah. So, I, so, I never care. I don't believe that they're ever in jeopardy or anything. And, and, and it's to the point where you have like 18 main characters. Yeah. Fuck. Why? And it's like, I'm just like, okay, the only time they really, really kill off people is of course like like you said it's either a season opener or it's a finale well you know something's yeah. gonna happen glenn dies this person dies the mother dies blah 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 dies that person shane dies all that stuff but i feel like once you're in the point of just coming up with some random shit i think that's when you need to stop like i was when i was younger in like high school i was a huge fan of pretty little liars first started i watched it i was like this is fun this is dumb this is fun and then the main plot of the story was we have to find A, you know, who's messing with us, who killed our friend. By season, like, five or four, it turned into A was a clone, she was not, like, birthright or something, she was a ghost who came back alive, um, it was their, it was their cousin, their brother, their friend, their aunt, their mom, who was the culprits, there was, like, seven people, it was just, it, it just turned into a, uh, like, it just turned into a, like, a, just a mess, you know, and that's, Definitely. like, that's the fault when you prolong all these stories, you know, and, like, shows like The Sinner, I really enjoy, because straight up, if, 
if that show would have went like five seasons of, of us trying to figure out what's going on with Jessica Biel's character, it would have been a mess. Ridiculous. So what, yeah. what what they're doing with that show is is each season is like each season feels fresh because it's a new person's story and why they did yeah, this it's crime. You know, the first season was Jessica Biel. Now this new season, I'm hearing good things about it. I haven't started it yet, but the new season about this is about a little boy who commits a murder. Now. And it's the same thing as, like, American Horror Story. American Horror Story feels fresh every year because it's new character. I mean, it's the same actors, but new storylines, new characters, new... You know what I mean? And that's why these shows are still here. Then the the shows like Walking Dead, where you have the same person doing the same thing with no goal and no endgame, it's just... it, It begins to drag, you know? Exactly. So that's just my fault with... My problem with all that, you know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. So yeah, I'm. I mean, I. I. So that's. I don't know how we got into that whole conversation. Oh yeah, Big Bang Theory. But yeah, yeah I guess that's just my whole, my whole thoughts about that. It's just, it's one of the biggest like flaws in the TV industry today. Yeah. Um, and even like I just finished. Uh, I finished Orange Is the New Black, and I'm already like, okay, they gotta they gotta stop after like after like you know next season because they're they're losing steam and they're not knowing what to talk about next too. Um, same as going with um, thirteen reasons why should it should have been one season one thing that's I'm it. I'm thinking the same thing yeah too. I yeah. didn't mind the second season honestly. Like a lot of people I know hated it. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I didn't it hate it. Should have been just it should have been one season and then that's it. Wrap it that's up. That's it. Was wrap nice it up story because to one go and that's it. Because it's about the thirteen. It, it's it's kind of ridiculous how like the show is called. 13 reasons why okay the first season shows why she does she did what she did she did second season okay i get it it's showing the trial and showing how these people are affected by these tapes now this third season is gonna be have nothing to do with hannah at all yeah, nothing sure she's not even gonna be in it as far as yeah it's it's gonna yeah she's not going to be in it it's gonna have yeah, nothing so just... to do with her so why is this show called 13 reasons why of what of what? Exactly. <laughs> There's no one. You know what I mean? So that's what. That's my point of like, you gotta have a an end game. You gotta have a plan. You can't just throw exactly. a show out and just hope for the best and we'll figure it out when if we get renewed. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep milking it until it's canceled. Exactly. Like, no you, have a beginning, you, middle, and end when you start. Exactly story. my point. You can't just throw it out and like, all right, let's just let's let's just hope for a second season. If we get it, that's when we decide. And the reasons why shows like Stranger Things work is because the Duffer Brothers straight up said that that yeah, we planned this show out for four seasons. You know what I mean? Exactly. We yeah, planned it out yeah. for. That's what you got to do. You can't plan it out. We planned this out. You can't write a pilot and write and write episodes. And then just leave it, and then not have an idea what you want to do if if, if you get renewed, you know. So th- yeah. that's just my, you know, that's just my thoughts on that. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, uh, we're gonna move in right into the movie pull list of the week. This is usually Alex's section where he um, talks about everything that's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Uh, this week, I guess the big movie that's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD is Deadpool Two. I will yeah. be picking that up tomorrow. Deadpool Two is coming out. Show Dogs. Why, um, God is not dead two or three or five or whatever. Um, and then first reformed. I want to see that really bad. I've heard good things about that movie. Um, first reformed with, um, Ethan Hawke and then Jackie Chan's bleeding steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That exists. So that. <laughs> yeah. That's coming out. 
Um, as far as the TV world, we got Walking Dead season eight, and then Walk, and then The Terror, and then Gotham season four, Blind Spot season three, Blue Bloods, all that good stuff is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. Next week is a pretty good week. Next week, next week is Upgrade, Tag, um, Book Club, uh, Woman Walks Ahead, which I wanted. To, it's an A24 movie with um, just Jessica Chastain that I really wanted to check out. That's coming out next week. So yeah, that's the movie pull list this week, guys. Um, and I, I guess that's about it for this week. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty short show. Uh, gotta get things moving. Not, not, not a like too much of a big weekend as far as the movie news and stuff like that goes. But yeah, that's about it. Um, Brett, any last word before we head off air? Uh, no, nothing particular. Just you know, as always, it's a pleasure being on here. Thank you for having me, and I'm uh, looking forward to the next one. Yes, sir. Thank you for um, thank you for filling in for Alex. Alex, we miss you already. Come back to Boston, you bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, Brett, thanks again for joining us. We will be ending this show now. Make sure you guys tune into our other uh, content on the page. We just passed four hundred plus downloads on Podbean, so we're really excited about that. We announced the uh, Cinemania Filmverse of all the creators. This guy right here, Brett, is a part of the film, Cinemania Filmverse with BAM Movie Reviews. Check him out. Brett, where, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at BAM Movie Reviews. Capital B-A-M. Yes, sir. And you can find me at Cinemaniac94 on Twitter. Don't have an, I have an Instagram, but I'm not. it's not really public yet like that. But uh, you can find me on Twitter. You know, at me. Do what you got to do. Figure it out. You can find the Cinemania page on Twitter as well, at Cinemania World. All of our links in, uh, to the social medias will be below in the caption. Thank you guys once again for joining us. Brett, thank you for joining me on this show. It's been a pleasure. It's been a really good conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys once again for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.